When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Where do I even begin with this topic? This morning, I woke up um, and I op- opened up my Instagram. As you guys know, currently in the UK. So that's the reason you see this uh, particular setup. So a lot of the games coming on in the States come on pretty, pretty late. So I don't watch a lot of the games because it's too late. I'm not going to be going to bed at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the morning um, to watch a regular season game. So unless it's an important game. So I woke up this morning and I open up my phone and I look at my Instagram. And when I open up the phone, I see an image uh, slash video of Draymond Green. Warriors are there playing a game. Draymond Green is being defended by Yusuf Nurkic, a member of the Suns. And I think he's somewhere out at the perimeter near the three-point line. He's backing him down. And he's getting physical with him, but not really physical, just like touching him. And I think in the process of that, his hand kind of tugged on his jersey. And then Draymond Green, in his typical un- uh, emotional, unstable self, turns around and swings. And I don't know if it was a slap punch, catches uh, Yusuf Nurkic right across the face. Uh, he goes to the floor. I immediately go on the community uh, section of our channel and I put up a post. And the, the following post read, Two weeks ago, when Draymond Green assaulted Rudy Gobert and choked him, it was all jokes. They don't even let police do that. And people were there laughing and defending it. Now this. I blame the people that have defended him all these years and these soft NBA players that never chin-checked him. He needed to run up on Ron Artest or Marcus Moore Sr. And that would have been the last time he did that. He needs to be suspended for like 25 games. That man is clearly emotionally unstable. Then some people said, oh, Marcus Moore Sr. is a bad example because I saw Marcus Moore Sr. and Draymond Green get into a tussle. Marcus Moore flung through Draymond Green to the floor. Draymond, Draymond Green walked up, stood up and started talking. And, and there was nothing. There was no, I'm coming for it. There was nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, and to me, Draymond looks like someone that picks and chooses. So what happened? I was waiting to see what some of the bigger names in sports had to say. And I came across a soundbite uh, from Jay Williams. And Jay Williams recently did a sit down on ESPN First Take Today 
to discuss this very issue. And, and thus far today, Jay, Jay Williams has been the only person that has had the courage to call it exactly like he sees it. Now, as you guys know, prior to this, there was an incident that I aforementioned when Draymond Green once again took it upon himself to do some out-of-pocket outlandish stuff where there was a scuffle that took place on the court between the Warriors and I believe the Timberwolves. Rudy Gobert jumps in to try to separate players. He wasn't doing nothing egregious. Draymond Green comes out of nowhere, runs behind him, jumps on his back. Imagine a clown you got to be to run and jump on somebody's back and starts chokeholding him and dragging him across the court. When that news initially broke, Stephen A. Smith was one of the people that thought it shouldn't have been a serious suspension. He thought 10 games would have been too much. He thought that would have been agreed. He said it should have been like two or three or something like that. So today, when Jay Williams visited ESPN First Take and he had a chance to speak into the mic, he, he essentially checked Stephen A. Smith right to his face for constantly defending Draymond Green's bull you-know-what. So for those of you who didn't hear that exchange, I want to quickly play it for you now. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. Draymond Green is going to get suspended for about 10 games, minimum. It's coming. I hope you brace yourself. I love Draymond. Can't excuse it. He apologized. I can respect that. That was a flagrant, too. He definitely should have been ejected. But we all know what's going to come down. We know that the league office is going to meet this morning. I can tell you right now, through my sources, they're meeting as we speak. Right now. Right now, doggy. They're meeting right now. This is not going to be a Joe Dumas decision. This is not going to be uh, just a committee decision. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the National Basketball Association, is going to be directly involved with the decision that comes down involving Draymond Green. He's been warned on numerous occasions. Um, I went off about how some of it I thought over the years has been unfair, but nevertheless, his reputation is his reputation. He was warned on numerous occasions. He was suspended five games already this year, and now here we are with this. They are going to bring the hammer down. And I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this, and I hope Draymond is watching this. The worst thing that could have possibly happened, believe it or not, to Draymond Green was that sound from Nurkic. When a player mm -hmm. sits there and says, quote, I don't know what's wrong with him. They're trying to imply you have a problem. And there's nobody in the position to disagree with Nurkic. He's the one that got hit. He sat up there and joked, I'm glad he didn't choke me. Now, to me personally, it makes me uncomfortable to hear stuff like that because you're talking about anger management issues and you're saying, I'm glad he didn't choke me, and then you're saying that's not a part of the game, and you say, I don't know what's wrong with him. Unfortunately, on this particular day, I can't imagine a soul that's in a position to protect Draymond Green, to defend him, I'm sorry, not protect him, but defend him. I can't. Nobody can. He can come up with whatever explanation he wants. And I'm not saying, because I would never call Draymond a liar, okay, because I think he's as honest as they come. But it doesn't matter. Appearances matter. What we witnessed mattered. 
and you dropped them. And so you know what they're going to do. You know what's coming next, right? Mm -hmm. That drop is going to be compared to the Jordan Poole drop and the practice video that we were never supposed to see. And all of these things are going to be used as ammunition to accentuate and buffer the point that this is a repeat, repeat, repeat offender, that he has very serious problems, and that the NBA needs to come down on him. That's what they're going to say. And there is nobody that could come to Draymond Green's at defense at this particular moment. Joe Dumas in the league office, like I said, they're meeting right now. I don't know what the suspension is. I can guarantee you there's going to be a suspension. Mm -hmm. And I believe... I believe it's going to be a very, very hefty one. So now, in totality, if he gets suspended, he would have paid $3 million in suspension fines to the league. $3 million throughout the course of his career. That By the way, that's, 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 that's after, you know, that's before. I mean, that means $6 million, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> tax. That's unbelievable, though. Right? I'm glad you brought think that, about that up. Um, you know, when we had the chokeout incident with Rudy Gobert, I came on the show, and I said I thought it deserved a 10-game suspension. I disagree with And you, you disagree with yes. me. Because I want to take a hard stance. I get tired of people being Draymond Green apologists or enabling that type of behavior. And one of the things that's critical for me when it comes to Draymond, I actually think it should be 15 to 20 games. We'll see where it's going to be, whether that's 10, 15, or 20. I'm just speculating. I'm just Agreed. saying I think it's going to be a minimum of 10. Okay. It's also how you follow things up. So, you know, after the first incident with Rudy Gobert, I and mean, we didn't get back to the Demonis Sabonis stomp on his chest, but after Rudy Gobert, he said the consensus amongst all of us is that I'm going to be mean no matter what, and that's not going to change. Stephen A., when I listened to him in the postgame presser after this incident again where he says, oh, this is just bad luck. It wasn't bad luck. You intentionally hit the man in the face. I'm a huge Draymond Green fan. I understand how important he is. But to me, like, it has to be a very, very firm hand on him because it seems to me that it doesn't matter what the league's policy is on him. He it feels to me that he feels entitled, Stephen A. He comes across as entitled, as if, Okay, well, I did it. You know, I don't really apologize for things I don't really mean to do, but you know, I guess I'm apologizing, but that was, wasn't intentional. It was bad luck. And, it, and the relationship with Joe Dumars, I'm glad you said it goes above Joe Dumars. And I think Joe Dumars is great at his job. But that relationship, it, it feels like Joe Dumars needs to be recused from that decision-making on it because of their relationship. Because Draymond's called Joe Dumars a father figure yeah, before. But that and I, I, I'm, that I'm just mean that Dumas has any agreed. problem making the decision. Agree. Okay. But perception is reality, right? But it and, depends. If he, I mean, you got to give you, I mean, he, he, what if he suspends him 20 games? Okay. You see what I'm saying? I'm I just, I saying. just I, I, to me, right. it doesn't feel like there's been a firm hand on the way Draymond has been handled throughout the course of time. So you heard what the exchange was. Here are my thoughts on this. And by the time you're seeing this, we've probably done a live that I suggest you guys go check out. <sighs> you know, I was telling one of my uh, one of our viewers this the other day that I'm starting to get sick of doing this job. I really am. Not because I don't enjoy talking sports, but because I feel like the people talking sports are just all capping. 
I feel like people are not really saying what they believe. I feel like people are, you know, one of the things I'm happy about now that I look at it in hindsight is the fact that we've been able to grow our platform afar, from afar, excuse me, and not interact with the people that we talk about. And I think the blessing in that is that you don't pull your punches. When you're connected to, to, to the people you're talking about, you're always going to look for ways to pull punches. But in our case, we just tell it like it is. I don't care about losing a relationship I never had. Right? I don't care about that. I don't care about offending someone that was never my friend. When I know that I'm telling you exactly what I think because I'm beholden to the audience, not to that person, not to that relationship. Do you know why? Because if that relationship goes away, excuse me, if the audience goes away, is that person going to be paying my bills? I don't think so. So your opinion really doesn't matter that much doesn't really matter and your friendship doesn't really matter that much if we're being honest about it and i've been noticing people just tippy-toeing around the situation i've been looking at some nba guys playing like nah well you know like nobody wants to keep it real and i'm sick of you dudes i gotta be honest man i'm sick of this fake like politically correct oh let me not say this because i know him and he knows me and i i don't want to like yo where are we in high school I thought your job, if you're talking sports, aren't you supposed to say what you think? Now, I understand that it's a human component. You want to have relationships. You want to maintain relationships. I understand all of that. But when something is clearly self-explanatory, like a particular situation like this, it becomes nauseating to see people take the position that you know is inherently wrong. Stephen A. Smith, as he's talking, he's also thinking about relationships. It's always about defending this person. Defend what about the audience? This is my question. What about the audience? What about keeping it? You see, I, uh, what is it? I was recently listening to a segment from Gil's Arena yesterday. Gil Gilbert Arenas has a huge show. Y'all know that. And usually when we do, when we discuss Gilbert Arenas, we usually, um, I usually send him a text message to say, hey, listen, I said this about you. I said that about you. So he's not blindsided me to do that. Uh, hopefully I remember to do it. But anyway, I remember yesterday, Gilbert Arenas was essentially saying, hey, you know, after the Lakers won the playing tournament, he goes, this is the definite reason uh, that Mike, uh, that LeBron James is the GOAT. And I'm watching Gilbert Arenas say this. I'm watching him say this. And I'm like, just three weeks ago or so, Oh, whatever, a month or so ago, two months ago, whatever, you and I sat down on the show and, and I asked you, who is the GOAT between LeBron and Jordan? And you said nobody can ever touch Jordan. No one. I also asked them. There were there were listeners there. I said, who's the I said, uh, um, you do not put LeBron ahead of Kobe. He goes, What does LeBron do better? No, what does Kobe do better than LeBron? This is what I that's what he asked me. I said, Kobe Bryant is a better offensive player. It's not even close. He said, okay. I said, he's a better defensive player. It's not even close. He said, okay. I said, he's more clutch. He said, okay. I said, he's mentally tougher. He said, okay. But then when we get on these shows, it's a totally different thing. And I, and I wonder, I sincerely wonder, why, why, why are we doing this? Now, of course, you're going to have some people out there that really dislike the content that we produce because it's anti-LeBron, so they're never going to say that. They'll be like, oh, Gilbert Arenas cooked you. Uh, what about all these other points? Nah, we're not going to talk about that because we're idiots, so we're not going to do that. 
Gilbert Arenas asked me a question. Which players played in the 90s or something like that? I didn't give him all the answers that he wanted. They totally exclude everything else I just told you guys. And somebody got cooked. These are the idiots of the world. The jealous idiots of the world. But back to this, man. I'm getting sick of sports media. I got to be honest with you. Not enough people are keeping it real. And it seems like it's all about the interests. Oh, let me. It's all about the relationships. Excuse me. I got to say this to maintain that. It's like, yo, might as well just go. Just be a politician. Just be a politician. This is what politicians do. So I can't stand politics. That's why nobody likes politics. Who likes politics? Nobody likes politicians. Nobody. Politicians are weasels, slimy we Nobody likes them. Across the globe. I took a taxi the other day. The guy, he's from the UK. First words, first two, three sentences, he starts complaining about politicians in the UK. You meet another guy from Indian, he's complaining about politicians. You meet another guy from Nigeria, he's complaining. You meet every, everybody hates politics, so just go be one. Always trying to triangulate. Let me say this, to, I'm cool with him, but I can also be cool with them too. So I'm cool with everybody. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, so I'm going to just say this. So I'm, I'm cool with everybody. Man, it's sad. It's really sad, and I am grateful that I don't know these people. Actually, I used to think, oh, maybe it's not. No, I don't care. Because if it means that I have to comp compromise what I actually think, you can keep your, your relate. I don't give a damn. I'm not, I didn't grow up in my life trying to be other dudes' friends. I'm sorry. That's not what I'm here for. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I got to ask you, because I've been suffering. I've been suffering <laughs> over the last few weeks, man. I don't know what to think anymore. First of all, what were your thoughts when you first heard that the Clippers were trading for James Harden? Ah, my first thoughts were, am I awake or is this really a nightmare? Because look, this is not against James Harden, but styles make fights, right? right? And this one didn't add up in terms of his style of play and what we were trying to do and what we were aspiring to do. So there's just not enough basketballs. And I know that's cliche. And on certain teams, we have seen uber amounts of talent to the point where you're like, how are they going to make it work? And they figure out a way to make it work. Right. The Miami Heat, when they had the big three, we've seen it happen before. But at the same time, this ain't Miami. This ain't Golden State. This is the Clippers who had different issues. Right. We need our offense to go through Kawhi. Right. We need to have Paul George always there as the 1A, 1B. Right. And we need those guys, more importantly, just to stay healthy when it matters most. We didn't need another ball-dominant player that is suspect on defense, that's a playmaker that when he comes in, takes away from everyone else's role and responsibility. And that's exactly what he did. So, you know, I, I just didn't want it to happen. When it did happen, right. I quickly changed my mind and said, look, we got to force this to make this work. But even executives, and I won't name names, but I talked to a couple of executives, one big-time exec. Hmm. He was like, that was the dumbest trade ever. And I was like, who oh, really? I want to quote to, but I don't want to burn. He was like, there's no way it can work on paper, let alone in real life. And I will say, it started off horribly. It's a little better now, but it doesn't look like championship contention. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. You just mentioned something that I never considered. We all know this. Obviously, you're a former NFL Player, I want to ask you, because you just said that an executive 
I don't know if he's related to the Clippers or not. But anyway, you said the executive said this is a dumb move. A lot of fans were saying, I don't think this is going to work. As someone that played in the NFL, and I got to ask you, when a decision is being made that is so obvious to the public, maybe so obvious to the players on the team, how is it that top-level management in professional sports can sometimes get it so wrong when the, when the answer seems obvious? Yeah, I, uh, to break it down for you, we all know that it runs downhill. It runs downhill, and I ain't talking about it. So there's a power dynamic that starts, obviously, with the owner mm. all the way down. So owner, team president, general manager, then you start getting to the head coach and the players, and then the fans, right? All of us have invested interests, but we all have different levels of understanding, enlightenment, and power. So this is how it goes. And I've seen it happen so many ways where the fans are like, duh, because a lot of times the fans, because they're bystanders, they know details. The players sometimes don't even know the opponent's name. They'd be like, yeah, number 73. And they'd be like, man, that's Isaac Taylor. You'd be like, oh, okay. So players don't always know everything either. Fans have a lot of details. Then there's the player experience. He's a better player than him. A lot of times we're wrong because we look at it from a talent conversation. They're looking at it from a team chemistry, financial cap situation, how he will plug in. So we all got different levels. Then you get to the coach who's like, yeah, he's good, but he's not coachable, et cetera. Then you get to the administration where they're like, we like this guy, we don't like this guy, but we need it signed off by our superior. Now, who's the superior in every organization? The owner. Now, the owner doesn't always dive into the details like the fans, like the players, etc. The owner likes what he likes. And some of these owners especially, I don't even care if they, you see them courtside every time like Balmer. Hmm. They don't dive into those details. They're looking at it from a macro perspective. How does this make my organization better? Hmm. And how does this make my organization look better? Hmm. James Harden, another superstar, makes your organization look better. I don't know if he's going to make it actually better on the court. So mm. I think this is what happened. Everybody was running it up. Fans were like, no. Players are like, um. I know one player in particular, only a Clipper for real. He like, dog, I got to keep acting like I like this. And he like, I hate it. He the homie too. I can't out him. I can't out him. But boy, he be like, dog. Anyway, so it's so funny to see him at press conferences. It's like, dog, you can't make up these words. So you got all these levels. And imagine this, dog. Everybody is saying no, no, no. And then it gets to the owner, and he vetoes all of that. He's like, nah, I'm going to do it. Why? I'm the one writing the checks. I'm the one who's the face of this franchise. And this new arena that we're opening next year, I need an insurance policy of superstar to open that arena. I really think they ran it up the chain of command, and the top dog probably was like, yes. And everyone else said no. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. This morning, I woke up. Uh, there were a lot of games last night in the NBA. I didn't watch a lot of them because of the, the, the time difference. I wanted to watch a little bit of that Clippers game, but 
they look like they were in control. So I'm like, there's no point uh, staying up to like 5 a.m. in the morning to watch a game that I know the Clippers are going to win. But anyway, I woke up this morning and I open up my Instagram and I look at the Instagram and I see a little picture of Draymond Green. The league isn't sending serious message. We're going to get into that. We definitely going to get into that, Cameron uh, Johnson. We're going to get into that. And thank you for your support. So I look and I see a video of Draymond Green being offended by Yusuf Nurkic by the three-point line. He has kind of like, not his forearm on him, but he's kind of defending him. Draymond is backing him down somewhat or looked like he was on a dribble hand or something. I don't, I don't remember the play exactly. As he's kind of like defending him, Draymond then starts going into Draymond, Draymond Green whatever uh, a mode. And he turns around and he flails and he basically like slaps slash punches Yusuf Nurkic, knocking him all the way to the ground. Draymond Green immediately knows what he did after that. You look at the Golden State Warriors bench. Nobody's seeing anything. They're not even looking at him because they already know. They're already used to him. He gets ejected out of the game. Draymond Green walks off the court. I want to give you guys my honest opinion on Draymond Green. I'm going to give you guys my honest opinion. Yeah, I want to give you guys my honest opinion on Draymond Green. I don't know Draymond Green. I don't know him. But if I'm being honest with you guys, I am not a fan of Draymond Green whatsoever. I'm not a fan of him. Somebody said Nigerian Wi-Fi breaking up. Now I'm in the UK. So y'all going to have to put it on the... Y'all gonna have to put it on the UK. I'm in the UK right now, so uh, y'all gonna have to blame it on the Brits on that one. You can't you can't blame it on. Uh, just one second. Let me just see. Let me know if y'all can see me. Okay. It's not my Wi-Fi, man. It's uh, it's uh, can y'all can y'all see me? Let me see. Okay, some people are saying I'm good. Some people are saying I'm good. Okay, so let me get into it. Anyway, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know Draymond Green. But as looking at from, from looking at looking at Draymond Green from afar, I don't like the dude. I'm not a fan of Draymond Green. I see the things that all of these people see in Draymond Green. I don't see it. I don't see all Draymond, that people say, oh, Draymond Green is such a great player. He's such a this, such a, I don't see it. I'm one of the people asking myself, would Draymond Green even be an NBA champion had he not been playing for the Warriors? This is my question. Would Draymond Green even be an NBA champion had he not played for the Warriors? Draymond Green talks more trash than LeBron James. Draymond acts like as if he's Michael Jordan or like he's a top 75 player when he's not. He's not, but he carries himself like he is. Draymond has a history of doing sucker things. Sucker things. He's always taking short, uh, cheap shots. I think Draymond Green is a dirty basketball player. A dirty basketball player. I don't think he's 
competing harder than the next man. I think he's a dirty, emotionally unstable basketball player. Draymond Green is emotionally unstable. Draymond Green will at times snap. Draymond is prone to lose it for like a few seconds, and then he regains his, his self-awareness. In those moments that Draymond Green is doing what he's doing, I don't think he's all like 100% in, in, in control of what he's doing. Because no other person that has self-control can be fined or suspended, I think, three times within a 30 to 40 days period. It's only Draymond. It's only Draymond Green that's doing this. And the thing I've been trying to figure out is, make sure we get these likes to 150 likes, guys. The thing I've been trying to understand is, why the NBA and referees continue to give Draymond Green a pass? That's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Why do they... Draymond will be shouting in the faces of referees and they don't do nothing. They don't do nothing. But let it be another player scream and one. Let it be another player show some emotion. They're going to tee him up. But when it comes to Draymond Green, they just let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. We put up a poll on the channel asking him, how many games do you think Draymond Green should be suspended for? And we put up a poll. And the poll read 10 games, 15 games, 20 games, 25 games, 25 plus games. Of the people that voted, we got 3,100 votes in the last hour. 39% said 25 plus. 13% said 15. 28% said 10. So we all agree that Draymond Green needs to be suspended for at least 10 games. Everybody agrees on this. If you're asking me, I think Draymond Green needs to be suspended for about 25 games. I think Draymond Green needs to be suspended for 25 games. Now, some of y'all will say, oh, you're going too far. Let me ask you guys a question. Who is going too far? Is it me or is it Draymond Green? Who do you think went further? Because if you're saying 25 games is excessive, shouldn't Draymond Green understand that if he does something like what he did again last night, he's going to put himself in a situation where he's going to be hurting his own team? Draymond Green is the one that's going far. And if I got to be honest with you, if the NBA doesn't give this dude at least 15 to 20 games, they're going to start losing a lot of credibility in fans' eyes. Because they're making it seem like it's okay for you to be going out there doing that. Y'all know that that move that Draymond Green put on Rudy Gobert, y'all know police are not even allowed to do that to civilians? Y'all know that? Do you know if Draymond Green did that outside an NBA arena and he did that to a person on the street, you know you could file an assault case against him? Are y'all aware of that? Do y'all know that if Draymond Green did that to a regular person outside the NBA, he could be charged for assault? Are you guys aware of this? Do you know that Draymond Green could have been arrested for doing something? I do, I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out. Because on the basketball context, we were laughing. If he did that outside the arena, he's going to get arrested. 
And basically, the NBA is saying that we can allow this type of behavior to go on and we have no problem with it. And what I don't understand is why are all these people defending Draymond? The people that are defending him. I think he needs to get 25 games. He doesn't even care about his team. I was listening to Brian Windhorse today. Brian Windhorse. He said that the Warriors this year, this year, I believe, have over a $300 million payroll. That's including their base salaries with the luxury tax. Did y'all hear what I just said? The Warriors as an organization are spending $300 million, according to Brian Windhorse, on this season alone. And you got one of the guys that's the, one of the highest paid, probably the third or fourth highest paid player on that roster, basically causing himself to get thrown out of games and ejected and suspended every, this is the second time Draymond has been suspended this year that he's going to be suspended. Okay, 400 million. Do you know how much of a jackass you have to be? To blow that type of money when it's but well, that's the problem when you spend other people's money. Let's try to get these likes up to 150 likes. Some people are saying 10 games. I think Draymond needs to be gone for 25 games. I think he needs to be. They need to send Draymond Green a serious message. This dude has been doing this literally for years. Draymond has been doing this. For years. And there are a lot of Warriors fans that are sitting back saying to themselves, why do we have this dude behaving like this? Why can't you just go out there and play basketball? Some people are talking about, oh, well, you know, it's his edge. You know, he has an edge to him. So it, he brings the edge to the court. And it's the edge. The edge is costing your help, costing your team games. What about the edge in the 2016 NBA Finals when Draymond got himself uh, suspended? What about the edge then? You think Warrior fans haven't forgotten that? Y'all think Warrior fans haven't forgotten that? What kind of edge is that? If I'm a team, I don't, if, if, if the Warriors are my team, I don't want nobody with that type of edge. And the crazy part is every single time it happens, Steve Kerr is up there defending him. This is what I can't believe. Now I think I, I think I think Draymond Green they got to get him the hell up out of here. Dude needs to be gone for like twenty five games. Twenty five games, bro. Twenty five games. Because if he hits Yusuf Nurkic in the face, and Yusuf Nurkic is one of those players that were like, you know what, I'm gonna fight you now and I'm gonna deal with the pain later, and he sets off a melee on that court. That's going to be a bad look for the NBA. Now, let's get to it from a larger standpoint. We're talking about the 25 games in terms of what he did. What about the impact of his action on the game of basketball? How much is that worth? Are you telling me that's not worth anything? So if you're the commissioner of the NBA and you have a player who's a repeat offender, who you just finished? Who just finished? Got being suspended by Joe Dumars, who just came back off of a suspension, and he does something against against us again. You gonna give him ten days and call it a day and go off and have a coke and a smile? 
while this dude, this is the number one topic in the NBA today. Instead of talking about games, we're talking about John Green turning into Hulk Hogan in a basketball game. And we're going to let that go? So what about that $400 million that the Warriors, what, what about that $400 million that the Warriors invested? We're not going to deal with none of that. Ten games is all. Like, okay, well, we forgive you. You can come back. I think Draymond should get 20 to 25 games. I'm not the only one. Jay Williams feels feels the same way. Because it's not like as if he cares. And we got to get to Stephen Curry. I heard some people talk about this exposes the, uh, what do you call it? The, the lack of leadership uh, from Stephen Curry. That he allows Draymond Green to do what he does. Here's what I think from, uh, from afar. I think that Stephen Curry cannot control Draymond Green. I think Stephen Curry cannot corral Draymond Green and put his arms around him and calm him down. Because if Stephen Curry could do that, he would have been did, he would have been he would have been done that. I don't think Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson are the type of players that could put their arms around a Draymond Green and get him in check. I don't think they can do that. I'm not even sure Draymond Green will listen to them. Every time I turn around, all we hear is that Draymond Green is the emotional leader of this team. So how are they going to how are they going to be able to control their emotional leader? How is Stephen Curry going to be able to do that? How is Stephen Curry going to be able to do that? I don't believe Stephen Curry could do that. Maybe if Draymond Green played with a different type of player, probably. I remember when the Lakers brought in Ron, uh, Ron Artest in 2009, 2010. And Ron Artest had just had that incident when he elbowed. No, uh, no, 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 no. That was when he became a Laker. Uh, what was it? The incident with Kobe Bryant and all that stuff. Ron Artest has had his moments. And one of the questions people were asking was, how are the Lakers going to be able to get a guy like that in their locker room and not have him kind of like take over the locker room? And I remember Phil Jackson saying, we have a strong group of leaders and we have a strong culture already in the locker room. So Ron Artest came there and he didn't just go in there acting the muck, except for that one time he hit James Harden with the elbow from, from, from I don't know where he got that elbow from. But they were able to deal with them. You had guys on the team that could talk to him. You had a Phil Jackson. You had a Kobe Bryant. You had maybe Lamar Odom that could talk to him, who grew up with him from Queens. But in the case of Draymond, nobody can talk to him. If somebody could talk to Draymond Green, let me ask y'all a question. Let's try to get these likes up to 200 also, guys. Uh, if you're not following the Dreamers Pro Podcast, let me uh, make sure you guys follow the Dreamers Pro Podcast. We got it right there. If Stephen Curry and these guys could control Draymond Green, when that video leaked of Jordan Poole and Draymond Green getting into that incident in the Warriors practice facility, did y'all notice that none of those players, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, do y'all notice none of them walked over there to stop Draymond? Do you notice none of them got in Draymond Green's face? Do you notice none of them went up to him and pushed him away? It was the assistant coaches. It was the assistant coaches that broke it. The players didn't break it up. The players just sat there and watched. They couldn't do nothing. Stephen Curry, all of these guys that you guys are asking them to go, they didn't do nothing. 
I don't think it's because they're scared, but I think that they can't get through to him. They can't get through to him. So to me, they got to suspend him. And Jay Williams is the only person that I heard today say this. I think Draymond needs to get 25 games. And if somebody hit me with, oh, you're trying to take money out of a black man's pocket. So wait, I'm the one trying to take money out of his pocket or is it him? I'm the one that told Draymond Green over there and hit him or was it him? I want to get to another comment. Somebody left a comment in the comment section when I posted the poll. And I want to see if I can find it and read it for you guys. Uh, uh, shout out to you guys for being a part of this live. Let me get let me get to this. Uh, we're talking about the Draymond Green situation. Somebody said, I want to read a comment. He said something about Draymond Green defending himself. Basically what the person said, I can't find their comment right now. But basically what, oh, right. The person said, we all saw that. When some lady and, and make such a touch, each lady used a helicopter punch uh, in an inverted, uh, invented by Dre. And then some other people, and then I said, what, defending himself for what? And then some other people then started like, okay, maybe he was joking. But there are people out there that are defending this. Here's what I think. I think that Yusuf Nurkic did nothing to Draymond. I don't think Draymond Green was defending himself. Do you know why he wasn't defending himself? What was he defending himself from? A tug on the jersey? Draymond Green was defending himself from a tug on the jersey? So Draymond Green was under attack from a tug on the back of his jersey? Y'all, some people are saying he defended himself, and I'm asking you, he defended himself from what? Somebody tugging on the side of his jersey? That's why he. That's what he's defending himself from? What's the thing that Draymond Green defended himself from? What did Yusuf, did Yusuf Nurkic have a weapon in his hand or what? What, what, what did he do that he was defending himself uh, for? He just was just back, just bodying him up. Draymond turns around and swings on him. Now, the thing I don't understand is why Draymond Green don't be doing this to people that he not going to swing on it, swing on him. We put up a poll on uh, a comment on the channel, and I was like, why he ain't swing on uh, Marcus Moore Sr.? Now, some people say, oh, well, you know, Marcus Moore Sr., the situation that happened with him and his brother, he ain't going to I said, you, you're talking about something else. Marcus Moore Sr. wasn't even there. I saw Marcus Morsini when he was on the Clippers. Him and Draymond Green got into a tussle. They were trying to go for a rebound. Marcus Morris Sr. took Draymond Green, threw him to the ground. He walked over to him. Draymond Green stood up and did nothing. All he did was talk. And then when he started walking away, he started doing that stupid thing when he claps. That's all that happened, folks. Wasn't no Shirayukins. Wasn't no nut kicks. One no backhanded pimp slaps. He did nothing. And Draymond has Draymond has a reputation of picking and choosing. That's why I can't stand him. Draymond is the type of dude to do some sucker, you know what, and then act like he doesn't know what happened. You will kick somebody in their private parts. You know you did that and then walk off. What did he do to Sabonis? Did y'all see the move he did on uh Sabonis from the from the what is it from the um the Sacramento Kings? Sabonis is on the floor. Draymond Green, instead of just walking over him, 
he jumps on the dude, stomps on his ribs, and then acts like he doesn't know what happened. And clocked him. He would have never done that. Expect NBA players to get fined for, for getting. You as an NBA player would rather kick them in the nuts than defend yourself and take a fine? Is that what you're telling me? You would rather have a dude step on your ribs because you want to save some money? Is that what you're telling me? You would rather have a dude kick you in your private parts than defend yourself and take a fine? I'm lost. Like, what are we talking about? So you would rather have Draymond Green running around doing whatever he wants to do to you, smack you upside the side, the side of your head, and I'm not going to do nothing because I don't want to get fined. What? What must Steph think about all of this? I think Steph is disgusted with it. I think Stephen Curry is disgusted with it. And I think there's nothing he can do with it, do about it. I think the Warriors organization are disgusted with Draymond Green. I think it was someone within the Warriors organization that leaked that video of him and that Jordan Poole fight. Where else did the video come from? It was a surveillance camera. It was a it was a camera up top. Where else did that video come from? I think it was someone within the Warriors organization that released that video. This is just my opinion. So I definitely think Draymond Green should be suspended for uh for 25 games. At least 25 games. That's what I think. And I think Draymond Green doesn't care. I also think Draymond Green has no emotional control. I think Draymond Green has zero emotional control. And it's sad. To see a grown-ass man like that can't even control your emotions. Somebody tug on your jersey and you feel threatened, so you smack him across the face. You couldn't at least say, yo, bro, get off my jersey. Or just swipe his hand away. You got to reach to clock him across the face. What, what is on? What are you on? So if you're walking around somewhere, somebody mistakenly step on your shoe, you're going to knock them out? If they step on your shoe by mistake, you can't even say, yo, you just stepped on my shoe. Like, what's up? See if the person apologized. You're just going to straight to clock them and then get arrested because somebody stepped on your shoe. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Why are we so emotionally, like, what's, what's, what's going on? And I understand it can be hard, but but like... Come on. Now, I want to get to the next topic. I want to get to the next topic. We're going to be on here for a minute. I was watching a clip yesterday uh, from Gil's Arena. And they were reacting to what just took place uh, in the in-season tournament. Do you think you think season... Suspension is too much. I think that's a little bit excessive uh, for them to suspend him for a season uh, because I think the last time that happened was the Palace and the Mal uh, uh, Malice at the Palace with uh, Ron Artest and those guys, but that was like a full-on brawl. I don't think there'll be precedent for that, um, but I definitely think he should get 20 games because he's a repeat offender. That, that's what I think. I think Draymond Green should get 20 games because he is a repeat offender. And the part that got me even angrier is that listening to him in a press conference, Draymond don't even sound like he's sorry. He doesn't even seem like he has remorse. Draymond just like, yeah, well, you know, usually I don't apologize for what I do. Meaning so all those other times you got suspended and you did all that other stuff, you meant that? 
like, like sometimes Draymond be talking. I'm wondering, like, is Draymond even thinking? He's like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't normally apologize for what I do, but in this particular instance, you know, I apologize because I didn't mean to do what. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Make sure y'all follow me on uh, Instagram and also make sure you follow uh, the Dreamers Pro page on Instagram if you guys are not doing it. So I want to get to the next topic. So yesterday I was listening to a clip uh, from Gil's Arena. I was listening to this clip and in the thumbnail of the video, they were essentially talking about uh, the Lakers winning the in-season tournament. And in that clip, Dream, uh, they said, uh, the, the title of the clip is, in, the in-season tournament cements. Y'all can go look it up. It was posted yesterday. The in-season tournament cements LeBron James as the GOAT. So I clicked to listen to what Gilbert Arenas was saying to understand why this made him the GOAT. Now, I want to play a little bit of what he said. He said, let me play a little bit of it. 2013 Eastern Conference Finals versus the Pacers, and then game saying 7 2012 Eastern Conference Finals versus the Celtics. But let's talk about LeBron here. Yeah, like, I'm just killed. No, I'm just saying, why don't, what, what the fuck does that always, what, what does that got to do with him being the best player ever? I mean, nine straight, I don't need all that shit to be the best player ever. So, Gilbert Arenas was essentially saying that uh, Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron, uh, is the greatest player ever. And he was saying that this thing proves that fact, the in-season ring. And as I was listening to Gilbert talk, I was saying to myself, but that's not what you told me. That's not what you told me in the panel. You, you, as a matter of fact, you said that Jordan would never be caught. This was like two months ago. You said Jordan would never be caught. I also asked you to give your thoughts on Kobe versus uh, LeBron James. And you agreed with me saying that Kobe Bryant is a better offensive player. He's a better defensive player. He is more clutch, and he's mentally tougher. You agree with me on all of those points. But every time I turn around, I keep hearing I got cooked. Now, what people are talking about is Gilbert Arenas asked me, oh, who are all of the guards that Jordan played against in the 90s? And I was already, I was already on my way out of the house, and I could have named all of them. And then these dudes jump up out the, the bush. B and A me talking about, oh, son, he got you. He cut. And I'm like, yo, hold up. Hold up. He got me. But when I said all of this other stuff, I didn't see you dudes. They, I couldn't get them to say I cooked him. No, I couldn't do that because they love to deride these guys. So I said, hold up. If I got cooked, I would like to, I would like to open up the kitchen right now. And let me show you guys me doing some cooking. Because apparently I'm the only one's getting cooked. So let me help. Let me show y'all when I was cooking too. Because apparently I'm the only one that got cooked. Let me play a little bit of the conversation that we had with Gilbert Arenas. Here we're talking about Kobe versus LeBron, me and Gilbert Arenas. 
I want you guys to listen to me cook. If one ring set the standard, then how can you actually say LeBron James wouldn't be put in this category once he won one? Number two, what is number two? What is the standard for number two? Who's, who is the who is the definite number two? Before I think LeBron. I think, I think it's Kareem. I don't know how we can't have Kareem up there. And I for damn sure think Kobe's better than LeBron. Any day, any night. And what? Gilbert, you know damn well Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron. You know for a fact Kobe is better than LeBron. You know that. And what exactly? Wait, Did you, okay. Was Kobe better than LeBron? At what? First of all, Kobe's a way better offensive player. Can't, okay. even, can't even discuss it. Kobe's a way better defensive player. We can't even talk about it. He's way more clutch. Kobe had like seven game winners in one season. He's way mentally tougher than, uh, than LeBron James. I'm not even done. This is me getting cooked. Hold up. Like seven game winners in one season. He's way mentally tougher than uh, than LeBron James, and he won with less help for the, for, the, for those back to back rings. I mean, those rings against that he played against uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and he played in a tougher conference and still got the seven championships. The East was the East was weak when LeBron was playing in it. Um, excuse me. Where did I get cooked? Hello? The people that said I got cooked. What, was I cooking here or did I make up this audio? Let me guess. I made up Gilbert Arenas' voice, right? Hold on, hold on. Y'all said y'all dudes was running around trying on thongs, talking about, oh, he got cooked. He got... Uh, did, well, uh, well, did, well, did I this up? Did I make this... Did I just make up what I just said? How about we move to the part where he said that nobody's touching Jordan. Hold up. Uh, Jordan did. He has his own special specialty. Just like he's top five. We, but, what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is you can't knock somebody for not having something that might, that means everybody falls short to Michael Jordan. Yeah, and that's the key, that's the thing. That's what that's it is, good. man. But that's it. But no, who said him it wasn't the goat? Who do you think the, the, the problem isn't isn't MJ not the goat? The problem is you're trying to diminish LeBron James when we already know you're not gonna replace Michael Jordan for LeBron James. So just say LeBron James is our number two and stop using a bunch of shit that's made up in real time. In real time. With new analytics to try to keep them from getting close. No one's getting close to Michael Jordan. No one is getting close to Michael Jordan. No one is getting close to Michael Jordan. That wasn't those wasn't my words. You telling me that the in-season tournament put not only put LeBron close to Jordan, he made him pass Jordan? A tournament that took you 10 games to win? against a team that most likely wouldn't even make it out of the second round in the playoffs this year? That's what made you the GOAT? Hold, hold, hold me figure out. The same Lakers that got their asses whipped last night with a Kyrie-less Ky uh, uh, Kyrie Dallas Mavericks? With, without Kyrie Irving? Are, are, are we being serious right now? 
But y'all said, I got cooked. And the people that were saying I got cooked, they never mentioned this audio. Charles gets totally destroyed. And I'm like, wait, wait, because he asked me one question I couldn't answer. What about all these other points? No, we don't do that because we like to give head to celebrities. So we're never going to say that. We like to give head to celebrities. This is what we do. We don't do that. We like to deride. We would never point out a celebrity because that means that, oh, my God, oh, he's a celebrity. And we love to deride. I love looking up to dudes. I look up to men. He's on my show. I'm hype. Look at him, Gil. Watch me play on my Gil. Look at me. Look at me. Let me get to another point. So <laughs> they talk about, oh, you got you got a meltdown. You got a meltdown. You got a meltdown. You got a meltdown. Let me address that real quick before we get off this live. Make sure we get these likes up to 400 likes, guys, because we're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. So this is what happened. Suzette. Y'all know who Suzette is, Hermit the Frog, Suzette. There's this person that's been making content about us. I don't even know. This, this dude is like my shadow. He's like my shadow. I can't get rid of him. I cannot get rid of this dude. Every time I look up, he's, he's talking about I can't get rid of him. I can't make copies of our thumbnails. He copies the words that we say. Now he says cornball. Now he says bozo. He's the one saying this. A dude from Atlanta talking about bozo. Son, you from Atlanta. You talking about both? They nobody say that in Atlanta, bro. Don't nobody say that in Atlanta. They say bro and all of that, bro. They don't be saying bozo. But nevertheless, you 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 heard that from your pops. So you start saying it. This dude be following me around all over the internet. Yesterday he even made up a show that Shannon Sharp came at me. And I'm like, Shannon Sharp came at me for what? Talking about people that always mention him in video. I'm like, he just didn't he just have something about Brandon Marshall? So all of a sudden now Shannon Sharp gonna mention me. Sorry, I don't, I'm not that arrogant to think Shannon Sharp was talking about me, but whatever. So this will happen. Suzette and his minions, you know, the same one that came to the comments on the channel said, what he said. Hey brother, you have fun eating. You have you go have fun eat and uh ha go have fun and eat worms and ants in nigeria stop using lebron's name for cloud not clout cloud c-l-o-u-d cloud this is what this one he this is what one of their supporters said so what happened let me break down suzette to you and shout out to basketball uh pull up pull up uh podcast in 10 to 20 years people are going to Going to do to LeBron what they did to Kobe and Michael, uh, Michael and downplay his career for the next. Oh, it's going to it's going to be even worse. Appreciate the comment, uh, Lomo. I, I think it's going to be. I think I think it's going to be worse. These guys in TV are going to have a hard time over the next ten years. They're going to have a very very hard time. But anyway, I appreciate the comment. Gil, the same dude that said, uh, "It was overrated." Oh yeah, I remember that about Isaiah Thomas. Appreciate that. Uh, rise above uh, anything. Y'all be careful with these super chats. You know these chatty patties. And Suzette and, and, and his little sisters, they'd be running around pocket watching. So be careful, man. We got a lot of weirdos in the chat. But anyway, appreciate that. So let me get to the thing I was saying. And shout out to the pull-up podcast. Um, the pull-up, as a matter of fact, let me let me find him. Bear with me, guys. The pull-up podcast. Because I actually... No, not the pull. 
Okay, he changed his. No, did he did he change his thing? It looked like he. T- hold on. Now hold up. It's not the pull up. It's um. Yeah, pull up the pull. Up. Okay, there are two podcasts. The pull up, uh, basketball podcast. Okay, there are two podcasts. Make sure you go sub- subscribe to the pull up basketball. But he's been working very hard on his channel. And he puts out good work. If you're a Clippers supporter, he also works with the Clippers. So go check out his channel, BJ and his guys. So basically, this is what happened. Let me break down Suzette for you. Suzette is a LeBron James fanatic. Literally. Quite literally. Uh, he's kind of like the Shannon Sharp on the internet. Except like, you know, he's like the Shannon Sharp of that. And Suzette used to be subscribed to my channel, follow my content. I was actually never subscribed to his channel, but I saw a video. Of his, and I said, okay, good job. Now he clipped this video. Every time he posts this clip, it's gonna say four months. This is a video, I don't even know when this was. He probably he he probably saved it. So Suzette now been making content about me because I make LeBron James videos. He then starts making personal comments about Nigerians and all of that. Then, of course, his dusty ass followers then follow in his footsteps. Uh, and they start making those comments. Let's try to get these likes up to uh, 300 likes. So Suzette starts doing that. Now, what you need to know about Suzette is Suzette is what you call a weasel. Suzette is somebody that will talk while disrespectful about people. But then when you confront him, he acts like he doesn't know what he doesn't know what's going on. When you confront him, he acts like he's confused about what's happened. If you check the Internet, everybody wants to whoop Suzette's ass. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody that's come in contact with this dude wants to whoop his ass. Everybody everybody wants to whoop his ass and all he'll do is laugh then he'll get off and then go do another video talk all that spicy stuff and when you confront him he'll laugh he was like, ah, 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 ah. so i was trying to figure out who suzette was because he had like this weird kind of look face and he always sit cockeyed looking in the camera and i'm like yo what, what, what who, who is this dude what is this with like i'm like yo, who, who always do a video who do a video like this until one day i spoke to someone who messaged me on ig and he actually sent me a picture of this dude. I actually got a chance to look at his full face. And when I saw his full face, I now realize why he always used to cut half of the video out. I now know why he never shows his full face and he always got a hat on. Suzette actually looks like Hermit the Frog. I'm not even being funny. He looks like Hermit the Frog. Now, there's going to be some people that say, oh, why are you talking about his looks? Why are you talking about his looks? Uh, why is he talking about Nigerians? All of a sudden, when LeBron fans want to turn turn into victims and get dumb, they don't know what's going on. They don't know what they don't they don't remember when they're being disrespectful. Oh, now you want to talk about his looks. When he was talking about Nigerians and my ethnicity, I didn't see you dudes. It was all jokes. So Hermit the Frog has been producing shows. So what happened? One of his friends, who I didn't know was his friend, he's a bozo too. He knows who he is. This dude actually reached out to us to do a live. No, not to do a live, to come on the show. I read his comment and I'm like, his message. I'm like, I'll get back to him later because I don't, I don't know who he is. And growing up in New York, you got to be able to spot dudes as grimy. So I looked at him and I'm like, I don't trust this dude. I don't know him. He, he seemed kind of funny style to me. I don't know who he is. Now, little did I know that the show that he got, I think he got a show with Suzette. Both of them in the picture together. So this dude knows Suzette. This is how they try to set you up and line you up on the internet. He knows Suzette. He knows him. But he presents himself like, oh, I would like to interview you and have you on our podcast. 
And he even wrote, sincerely thanks. This is what he said at the end. Sincerely thanks. I'm like, wow, this seems like such a gentleman. Not knowing that this is Suzette's right-hand man. I said, okay. So one night, I'm sitting there chilling. And I see son doing a live about, oh, what you said about LeBron James. They, the LeBron fans got pissed off at that when I reacted to what Stephen A. Smith said. What you said about LeBron James and then the 10 Kobe Bryant's funeral. Now, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Uh, that dude was talking about he has sources that said Kobe attended the funeral. And there was someone, one of our uh, viewers sent me an article which read the following. It said, this was on, I think, the 24th. I forgot. It was the day before Le uh, uh, Kobe's funeral or something like that. It says, and I got it right here. Among the Lakers-related faces, this is from the LA Times, and the audience, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Phil Jackson, Jerry West, Rick Fox, and LeBron James. Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors was there, as was retired Boston Celtics star Bill Russell. Other NBA players who were on hand included James Harden, da, 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 da. This is for Kobe Bryant's funeral. That's what that said, right? Then the very next post, you know what it says? From the same LA Times. This is it right here. I wish I could show it to you. LeBron James evasive about whether he attended Kobe Bryant's memorial. I thought you said he went. So I said, okay, I'll leave that alone. So they start doing this live. And he's like, oh, how could you be this type of person? These are people that talk about people's ethnicity. Talking like as if there's some type of victims on the internet. Talking like as if there's some nice people. So I said, okay. So I call up. I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? Just to find out. And I talk to him and I leave. I then check back again. And who do I see on the show? I see Suzette. And I'm like, yo, Suzette? Him and Suzette are friends? I'm like, had I known you was affiliated with Suzette, I would have never came. I would have never come to your show. So I call back up. And I see Lowe from basketball. Uh, Lowe. I forgot what his chant. Lowe. Lowe. I forgot what it means. Uh, but Lowe. He's well known. And he up there. Chuckling it up. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas cooked him. This is the same cooking I was getting from Gilbert Arenas. Well, I just showed y'all. When he asked me about the players in the 90s and I couldn't answer, they didn't mention none of what I said. He was like, but you got cooked. You got cooked. Low talking about cooked. Low. I said, all right. So then Suzette comes on. Legend of Winner, yes. Then Suzette comes on. And the thing that got me angry was, I'm like, why is Suzette even talking? Why did you even give this weasel a microphone? Why did you give him a microphone? He's contributing nothing to the conversation. He has no audience. Why is he talking? Why is he talking? Why, why did you hand him the microphone? And Suzette gets on there. And Suzette's whole entire energy changed. When it was on his show doing lives, I'm in Nigeria sleeping in huts and all of that other stuff. When he's on the show and we're all talking, he's hiding behind his friend. Oh, no, guys, calm down. We don't mean it like that. We don't mean it like that. So I said this, I, I, I just showed them because they see me speaking proper. And these dudes thought that, oh, they found some gorgeous George looking mo mofo that we just going to play with. 
and I gave him a piece of my mind. Now, some people say I had a meltdown. Let me ask you guys a question. How can I have a meltdown on a show where everyday people have meltdowns? The whole show is about meltdowns and screaming and shouting. That's the whole show. Every day you tune in and somebody's screaming and shouting and cussing. They're not having a meltdown. They're debating. But when I talk, I'm having a meltdown. I'm trying to figure it out. Every time I tune into your show, there's always somebody cussing and screaming and hollering. You call that a debate. When I call in and I try to talk to my daughter, Suzette, who won't leave me alone, I had an emotional breakdown. No, I, that wasn't an emotional breakdown. That's the, that's the pepper you would have got had you said that to me in my face. You saying all of that stuff about Nigerians, my boy, you would never step foot in Nigeria for not even five seconds. You wouldn't say nothing of what you're saying walking through the airport. You wouldn't make it out the airport. I can assure you that. Go through the airport saying, oh, Nigerians, y'all live in huts. See what's going to happen to you. <laughs> just see what happened to you. One of the passengers that came off the plane with you be like, my guy, what did you just say? Bro, what did you just say? And we're going to see what's going to happen. Oh, no, I said y'all living in huts. You be one of the baggages that they see turning around on the on the spinners after they after they chin check you. So it's easy. You talk about why I sit up in Nigeria, talk about LeBron. You sit up in Atlanta saying everything about Nigerians that you would never say to a real Nigerian's face. Ever. So, Suzette, please, I, I, I disown you. Leave me alone. I don't, leave me alone. I don't want to be your father. No. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I don't want to be, let's leave me alone. Please. Please, like, just let me live. All you dudes doing lives and all of that stuff, it don't matter. We're going to do what we do regardless. So I just wanted to say that. So I think Draymond should be suspended. And I had to put a quick check on, I had to just cl clarify that. I had a breakdown on a show where people are having breakdowns every five minutes. The whole show is about shouting and screaming and hollering. That's the show. That's the whole show. And I had a, no, I just showed you another side of me. That was all. That was all. It wasn't no breakdown. That was just another side of me. So just want to clear the air on that. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.